Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Matt. And we are Growing, Growing Into Love. Today's conversation is all about hidden attraction. The guilt we feel when we find other people outside of our relationship attractive and how entering a relationship doesn't switch off your normal biological functioning. We will discuss where this comes from and how best to navigate it. Yes, this is a big topic, one that I really want to talk about. Um, one that I hope uh, some messages are heard from this one. Um, so to start off, why don't I talk about my experiences first with it, um, and then more importantly, the experiences I've seen within other relationships before we entered our relationship, and one that I wanted to address before we even got into a relationship. So for me, actually, um, yeah, it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird feeling. I can remember with my ex-girlfriend, this is when I first kind of started experiencing this, I was so confused. So um, being in a relationship at an early age of 16 to 22, especially the first, like I'd say three and a half years, like, you know, my relationship with her was really good in this essence of attraction. Like I wasn't at all looking in, in any other direction but her. Um, it was my first time experiencing love. So, and I was quite a younger person at that time and love really meant a lot to me. And it still does, but it's just my paradigm has shifted. The way I've looked at it has shifted. Um, so when I would feel these sensations in myself, I'd be so confused like so confused like but I love my girlfriend and I'm feeling this sensation of like ooh like who's her who's she or uh what's her name you know kind of feeling inside myself but I would feel so guilty like so guilty for feeling that I was so confused too like why am I feeling this it's like hello like I'm trying to talk to my heart being like hello, aren't we in love? Like, hello, come on, pick this up. But what I soon to realize without knowing is that I was communicating with a different part of my body. I needed to go down further beyond my heart. I needed to go further down. And in my, that area of myself, if you're not picking this up, is my genitals, um, is sensations going on down there that I was unconscious to before and did not know how to navigate which is what I want to segue into to the next part of this. Girls, if you have a boyfriend, please empathize with this one. And guys, please, if you have this going on, please become aware of it. So there's things happening at a biological level. This is beyond our awareness. This is at a chemical biological level sensations and attractions are happening beyond our awareness yes that's for both parties that is for both parties but for men i can only speak on attraction and how i've experienced it with men comparably to women is i think it's a bit different um well it, it definitely is but to the level that i understand is uh, not as much because it just wasn't of interest to research so what I started doing um, is becoming very aware of that biological sensation in me and which then 
now out of the relationship, I was able to pursue that biological sensation, still really unconscious till I started to get to age 25. And then that's where the great um, self auditing started. I really started honing in on that sensation. And this is the same sensation as I feel when I was watching porn, but the porn was like a prefabricated moment where I channeled that sensation, where I wanted that sensation to come up. But let's say there's moments in life where you're in a professional situation or you're in um, like you're around say that person's family or you're just in a situation that it's just not nice to feel that sensation but you still feel it what do you do well this is again another place within us that we haven't been taught how to navigate we haven't been taught how to feel it now you go to some ancient tantric traditions and they teach you about this they give you the understandings of these sensations but in western culture we either pursue it in the bathroom or on our phone in our bed as far as men go or on their computer and in this like sneaky little way you know but we're not able to be with that sensation and and actually acknowledge what's going on there and this was one that I really tried to navigate for a long time and still am trying to navigate. Um, this is part of, I think this is my biggest practice is navigating this sensation because this takes over my whole human. I, I can proudly admit I still am in control or like lack of control of this sensation. This is, I've been able to navigate addictions with alcohol, cocaine, and then the sexuality part of pursuing women, but this sensation is just on a whole new level. So what I did was I was able, while I was single, to really be with a lot of like, I, I guess in my later 20s, to be around like people in relationships as I was starting to open my mind to relationships and what a relationship was. And one of the things I found really fascinating was this lack of communication within this sensation mm -hmm. between the relationships. So women, if you're listening to this, I'd like to describe the sensation. And men, if you're feeling this, I would love to describe it so that you can maybe put a name to it or you can kind of label it, get an idea. I always love using imagery to understand something. So this is the way I describe this sensation. I'm working at a desk, I'm working a job, Okay, I'm here to do my job, right? Hello, professional guy. I'm here to do my job. I'm working at a desk. And I'm working at a front desk, let's just say, and all of a sudden, a girl walks in. Now, out of nowhere, and I'm in a relationship, by the way, when I'm working at this front desk, and I'm doing my work, nothing happened, and then all of a sudden, this girl walks in. Boom, door opens. Oh, pretty hairdo, pretty eyes pretty figure, uh, whatever that may look like to us, whatever that attraction is, whatever color that is, uh, whatever that is to send that sensation going down in the groin area to light up. And now I gotta pull myself out of work. I gotta pull myself together that I have a girlfriend and I gotta try to talk and communicate to this woman. And all of a sudden I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm lit up. I'm, I'm lit up within myself and I didn't choose to do this. I did, there was no conscious choice. This came into my interaction. So from there, 
the way I see it is, imagine that sensation starting to build. So the more she's chatting, the more attention she's giving me, the more feeling and the like the laugh and then all the subcommunication that's happening. This is now, think of that sensation like a balloon. So it's starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, the way I like to express this balloon is now try to move through cactuses. If you're a pointy balloon, you're gonna burst. You know what I mean? So what do you do with that sensation? How do you navigate it? And this is, again, not by choice. Remember this. The man consciously knows he loves his woman. He knows that. But he didn't choose to have the sensation that walked into him. But we got to remember, this is happening at a biological level. This is beyond our awareness. This is at the biological level. So now he's all pent up and super confused because he goes into his heart and he's like, hello, heart, we love our girlfriend or we love my girlfriend. And then he goes down to the groin region and goes, what's going on down there? Guys, get it together. Get it together down there. Like, hello, we love our girlfriend. But again, remember, this is at a biological level. Okay, so here's where the note is to tune in. Tune into this moment right now, please, ladies, so I can give you some wisdom. Now, what does he do? He's so confused. And then who does he have to talk to? He has no one to talk to about this because in theory, which I see in most relationships, the person he should talk to the most is the person he's most ashamed to talk to her about. But ironically, if he was able to express himself and allow that to come out and be like, look, this situation happened today. I didn't choose it to happen. If it was up to me, I'd shut that thing off and I'd only turn it on if I was around you. But unfortunately, there's a biological thing happening down there. And I consciously choose you. I actually choose you, but I'm not prepared to feel those sensations and know how to navigate it. I didn't want this to happen, but it happened. And now that I've expressed it, I have ability to let it out. And I've let it out. But guess what happens, girls? He doesn't express this. And it's not your fault. It's no one's fault, really but we have to take ownership for both sides. So he now doesn't express it and guess where it's gonna come out? In some pent up form. Now maybe that's just one interaction of how many over a month out of, since maybe you've been together for a year or two years. This keeps building and there's no ability to express. But often when we get to express ourselves, we feel a release. So if we're in an argument or a misunderstanding, one of the key terms from how to win friends and influence people is seek to understand rather than be understood. I think that's actually from seven habits of a highly effective person, to be honest. But regardless, the person needs to feel heard. Well, guess what? When he has an opportunity to express, now he can feel heard but he doesn't have this floor to open up because he's first of all, so ashamed of that feeling. And second of all, it doesn't have the words to describe it. Third of all, it doesn't have the awareness of what's going on down there. And then now he's gonna to try to talk about it. What do we know about men? They have such a hard time expressing themselves as it is. So now this feeling over time channels out 
in, you know, maybe he gets intoxicated and over, let's say over a period of interactions, that balloon starts filling up. Well, now he gets intoxicated and that sensation happens when his wife's not around and he acts out of that sensation and he cheats on his wife. But I'm not saying that that's okay or that's acceptable. But one of the things I find challenging when I've had these conversations is people willing to open up their mind to listen to where it stems from. Now, this may not be the only cause of where someone cheats from. I can only speak from a man's place because I have a man's genital. So I don't know what it's like to have a woman's genital. I've studied it, but I can't go to the depth with being in it. I'm, I'm restricted. So I just observe from the outside and from asking questions. But for myself, I can really know where the man's side comes from. And so if you have this understanding from both sides, it's better to communicate. It's better to talk about it. At least have the platform to talk about it. And so I would see men in these relationships, I still do, this inability to talk about it. And like, then you see them over time doing just inappropriate actions, I would say, with their girlfriend not around. It's just not, in my opinion, it's just not holding a man's integrity to act around other women like that. And I'm not here, uh, you know, protesting or standing up that I'm this great human and do that either because I only notice it because I want it within myself. And so I always question my actions. It's like, I want to act as, as if you're around all the time. Doesn't matter if you're there, if you're not there, I would just act like that. And that's how I'd speak and that's what I do. And so oddly enough, when this girl was talking yesterday, I hugged her, but I would have hugged her if you were there. I would have hugged her if you weren't there. And ironically, you were there, but that's because it wasn't coming from the place downstairs. It was actually coming from my heart. Um, and so I feel that this place is a, a huge thing that people in relationships have to have this platform to talk about. And, 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 and observe too, like be, be curious. Like why am I, I love Molly, but why when this woman comes around, why did I feel that sensation? And here's the joy of life is now we bring conscious awareness to it and I can ask myself all those questions. Now, the irony of this is maybe I had a past trauma with it and it's coming out in this way. Maybe it's something from my past. Maybe it was something she reminded me of my mother. Some, I don't know, some Sigmund Freud stuff, you know? But if there's not this platform to communicate and there's not this place to speak about the situation, it is going to build up and it's going to get put back in the closet and that is going to come out in an inappropriate way. So better yet, talk about it, have the platform to communicate it, bring the awareness to it, and now you can now work with it. We now got a starting point. And I think this is something that um, you really talked to me about at, right at the beginning of our relationship because I came from a relationship that didn't really have these kind of conversations and there, there's a lot of shame built around it, I feel, as well. And we can really punish ourselves to be like, oh, I found this other person attractive, but I'm in a relationship. Or there's the opposite of that. There's kind of like a lack of respect. It's like, oh, yeah, well, of course I'm going to find other people attractive. Just because I'm with you doesn't mean that, like, everything's shut off. So I feel that at the minute there's, like, 
an extreme both ways it's like this real kind of hiding and I don't want to talk about it because I feel bad I feel guilty and I don't want to hurt my partner but then there's the other thing of just being like it's not a big deal like I'm not doing anything about it like get over it so um, when you started talking to me about this um, we started having this open communication right at the start of our relationship it was really new for me and as a as a woman to receive kind of that information of like I'm feeling these sensations or I feel this towards this woman or I had this thought today or I had that's new and that that can be challenging at first to hear that from like your partner um but what I'd really encourage with women is just to be that open space because what happens over time is you start to really embrace that and it actually starts to feel really good because what happens is the trust really builds between the two of you because like Matt said, ultimately, I want to be the first person to hear what, what's going on for him. I, want, I don't want him going off to his mates and talking about a girl that he saw that he, he like felt attracted towards. I want him to come to me and express that. So in order for him to feel comfortable doing that, I have to be in a position willing to receive and support. And that can't come from a place of emotion and, oh, you don't find me attractive and you think she's better than me. And you're Actually, it's the complete opposite. Like, and that's what I've started to realise now. It's actually coming from a place of, I love you so much and I do not know where this is coming from, but I'd rather be open and speak to you about it than go behind your back, deceive and try and keep this my little kind of dirty secret. No, let's get all of this out there and let's be open in our communication. And it's actually helped me deepen my trust towards you. And you mentioned quite a lot about this like biological level. You know, it comes, we don't know like what's going on in our bodies. And, and this is something that I wanted to research and, and like look into more. And it's actually, it's involuntary. Like we say, it's, it's a physio- physiological response to meeting someone. And what it comes down to, it's this compatibility and it comes down to a genetic level. So we're really attracted to genetic diversity. So it's really good for the human species to have differentiation, to have differences. So for instance, I'm more likely to be attracted to somebody that's genetically really different from me because it means then that my offspring are more likely to thrive and to succeed. They're more likely to be healthier. So if we know that this attraction is biological, it's chemical, and it's not actually a conscious thing, then how can we become upset about it? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question to ask. Um, this is, um, these are these deeper layer of questions that we have to get to, and we have to just, you know, uh, be patient with the human experience. I think that, and, and, and patient with each other and patient in, you know, our relationships. And I think for me, like a really big one was once I realized that actually this isn't something you want. It's not like you're going around being like, I want to be attracted to all these women and I find this woman more attractive or it's not actually from a want, it's just from a place within you that's just there naturally. Then it allows me to be more in a space of like listening and and wanting to help and support. And I don't know if you want to explain a little bit kind of within our relationship how how that's come up a couple of times and how you've expressed to me. I don't know if that's something you want to share. Yeah, um I think first of all the the way to describe this is like someone that is um hungry. So our stomach gives us a signal that we're hungry, right? It's like I didn't I didn't choose for that to come, you know? Like it just it just did. It is just a happening. 
Well, the, I feel that this sensation is similar, um, that we have an opportunity to just observe it. So yeah, the, the signal comes from your stomach that I'm hungry. Well, it's like, it's up to you whether you, you don't have to eat in that moment. Like but the longer you go without eating, the more that sensation is gonna come like prevalent in your human experience. As opposed to, you know, if you do be fed, you know, and this comes now, are you sexually fed, you know, in your relationship, this is also gonna play into this as well. Um, and it's a big component to uh, the sexual attraction as well. So if you're fulfilled in that arena, like um, this will, this sensation won't be as intense. So now I know we're talking about relationships, but let's look at a single guy. Someone that is not as, uh, has a regular, unless he's like part of honestly the top 3% of men in the world. I've studied this, like most men are really not getting laid that often. Um, it's, it's just what it is. The strongest survive. Um, I've, I've been in nightclubs, literally watching I've, I've actually gone to the extent of standing outside of nightclubs and seeing how many people leave with each other. And then obviously being an after a lot of information, got a lot of anecdotal <laughs> yeah, podcast, yeah, got a lot of information. I studied that, but now let's take that sensation of the balloon and that, that say let's um, give it that metaphor through the hunger. Well, now if you haven't eaten for a while, think about your actions. Like, I don't know if you, if the listeners here have ever fasted or ever been away from food, but have you tried to go to like a buffet being hungry? And then I often try to, I just try to bring awareness. This is all I'm doing. It's not a right or wrong. I just try to bring awareness to women. I'm like, this is the best analogy I can give them. Like, try being hungry and going around chocolate. How, see how well you do. See how well your behavior is. It's really just a fake thing. You, you're never, you're never going to get it to the extent that what it's like to be around a man, to be in a man's body with that. But that's the closest I found. Fast for like seventy-two hours and then be around chocolate. See how your behavior is, and then someone taunting it in front of your face. This was like going into. Uh, different scenarios with men that haven't been sexually fulfilled and have to go be around women. This is why the term creep comes up. It's just out of like a depreciation of the sexual fulfillment. So um, within our relationship, I, f I felt guilty is the best way to describe it. So I, the biggest moment that comes up to my mind is when I have had a dream. It's like completely now it's just not me. Like, you know, like that's just so strange but it's really strange to have a dream and then wake up and be next to you um and i found that through my healing that the best thing to do is just to express so hey look like i had this dream last night and you know i i hooked up with this other girl and i i wake up with that guilt in myself like as if i did something wrong out, out of my control you know? And it's completely out of your control. If you think about it, like we can't control all of our thoughts and all of our feelings, but what we can control is our actions. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, when you've expressed to me, I've really tried to, to communicate this to you. Like, it's okay. It's okay that you've thought that. It's okay that you felt that. The good thing is that you didn't act upon it. You know, you, you're actually bringing awareness to that's, that's what's going on within, within you. 
but the fact that you didn't act upon it then that's the biggest thing and I think that's something that we all really need to bear in mind it's like just because there's this confession or there's this I felt this or I dreamt this or I had this feeling or experience it's like okay that's perfectly natural because you're a human being with lots of chemicals going on inside you what did you do about it well I walked away well I felt bad about it well I expressed to you okay cool like you didn't you didn't act upon that impulse that's amazing you know that's that's really showing where you are within yourself and your commitment and I know we've talked a lot about kind of how it is for you and and a man and I think it's it's more prevalent within a, in a man because you have more like testosterone and this like higher sex drive um but it's also deeply within us women as well and I think what's really important to express is that it comes both sides in a relationship just because the relationship and we see the relationship differently because you know for me like love commitment that that protection that solidarity that longevity is more important to me biologically because I you know I want to have children and you know within me deeply as a woman there's still these moments that that come up within me towards another man and this happened really recently and it shocked me actually I think it's the first time that it's happened within our relationship and it, we were at the gym and we were talking to this guy at the gym and I felt this sensation and I was like, oh, I feel a little bit attracted to him. And then I was like, oh my God, that's weird. Shame, 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 punish self, punish self. That's bad, that's bad. Ah, don't want to go there. Why is this happening? I love Matt, this is bad. And then I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. Like Matt's really open with me about how he feels and how he's felt in the past. This is my opportunity to actually express this. Now, I'm much more of kind of a thinker and I go into like how, where this is coming from before I express. So then for the next kind of hour or so, I really was like, where is this coming from? Because I don't want to have sex with this guy. I don't want to like even be close to him. I don't want to touch him. I don't want him to come anywhere near me. Like I don't want to be in a relationship with him. All it is, is just some kind of feeling in my body. What is that? So then what I got it down to was, ah, it's the broadness of his shoulders and his chest. That's what I'm attracted to. And then I was like, what is that then? What does that mean? Like, it's just his chest. And then we go to a gym where there's a lot of really physically fit people, like especially guys, they've all got the t-shirts off and I don't feel it to any of them. But this guy had his t-shirt on, it really amplified the, the broadness of his chest. And I was like, it's very like animalistic. Like it reminded me of, you know, like a silverback, like gorilla, like her. So then I was like, well, what is it about that then that's attractive within a, within a woman? Not just me, but like, what is it that we find attractive about this? And I was like, it must be down to like protection. And then I looked around the room and I thought about it. And I was like, out of everyone in this room, like I would feel, <laughs> and I'm stood next to you at this point, <laughs> which isn't ideal. But... <laughs> But out of everyone in where the humbling <laughs> But out of everyone in this room, this guy has got the broadest shoulders, so to me signifies that he's the strongest. So I want to be around him because I feel more protected. It's an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was <laughs> I had a little look into this and not only is it a symbol of like attractiveness and strength and status, like I've said, but it's also a sign that this person is more likely to, to become a dad. So I was like, huh, what does that mean? And because it shows that they're more genetically fit 
and that they really care about their health and that they can fight. He looks more like a fighter. So therefore, like, not only am I going to be safe, but my children are going to be safe. And it's a real like status thing as well. And that he can like really provide for children. So I was like, wow, like not only is it just like a biological like, okay, and I just like big shoulders and a big chest, but it actually comes down to the fact that he's going to be the best fit for me to have as like a father figure for my children. And according to research, 70% of male attractiveness comes from his strength. So as women, yeah, like as women, 70% of what we find attractive in a male comes down to his strength. Hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, so once I started realizing this, I was like, okay, so I've had all this shame, I've had all this punishment, I've had all this guilt. Now I need to express this because I know that this is coming from a biological place. I've not done anything wrong. Like I say, it's just a thought, it's just a feeling. So then I expressed it to Matt. And what happened was when I expressed it to you, it took all the air out of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's not that much of a big deal. Like, I'm not going to act on it. Like, there's no way. It's just weird for me because I've never felt that. Not what? yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt that in my body before. But now I understand where it comes from. It gives me some context and it actually allows me to take the pressure off myself. And what I also found out, I'm such a research little hobbit, but what I also <laughs> found out was that it comes from like our female ancestors. So what, what women used to have was like a dual mating strategy. So they'd have one man um, to ensure that their offspring spring had like the best chance of survival. So it, for like a long-term relationship, they sought like reliable men, committed men, men that were invested that were willing to invest their time into having children and having a wife. But then they also coupled with men that were just physically stronger and healthier. So men that weren't necessarily gonna be committed to them, but were just stronger. And it comes down to a thing again, just to make sure that we as women have the best opportunity for our children. So we've got a man there who's reliable that can actually help us raise our children. But the actual father to our child is a, a strong, healthy male. <laughs> um, can we just unpack that for a moment? And this is the complex that a lot of women run into right now is that a lot of beta, because you're basically talking about the beta male. Yeah. It's like a lot of beta males are willing to lock, uh, like close it down and to take care of a, a woman and their kids and um, this you're now talking about the alpha male mm-hmm. um, that is uh, you know got the strength got the 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 swagger so to speak and um, one of the things that I always give uh, girls advice is find a bad boy turned good which I did thank <laughs> and this is why I wanted to say like I've actually got the combination you know I've in you, I really feel like I've I have that protection, that support, that you're a real alpha male, but you're also very like committed and you're reliable and you. I feel like your protection and um, I feel supported. So, but that's really unusual. This is very unusual. So for us women, that can be extremely confusing because it's like ultimately we want a man that is going to support us in the long term and that is going to be a great father, but also we really want to be sexually attracted to them. And that sexual attraction does come from this kind of alpha male tendency, this strength, this 
kind of dominance of I'm, I'm the man, like we find that sexually attractive. But at the minute, what we're finding within society is there's just not many of the men that have a combination of these two. Yeah, that have the alpha male traits, but then are okay with just being with one girl, you know? Um, but then this is where my psychology comes in now, um, where what I'm trying to do is the men that I surround myself with is express the power of a relationship and the strength of a relationship and the power of commitment, you know? Because it's pretty easy, not easy, but it's pretty it's a lot easier for us successful men to now I start speaking like at higher levels of success within a relationship and what that can provide you. You can kind of see the cogs turning in their mind just slightly, mm. but they're able to um, sit with information and in internalize it because they, they didn't get to their level without being able to internalize information. But Unfortunately, like we've talked on this podcast, this is not something that most men are talking about. So there's where the kind of lack comes in. Yeah, and I mean, we can't change biological basis of attraction, but what we really wanted to do here was just to try and give a bit of an understanding and what's helped us is if we can actually understand where it comes from, then we're able to respond more consciously to the impulse that it creates within us. Yeah, and just uh, to sum up, kind of what we talked about here is like you can't control your thoughts and feelings but you can control your actions this is a big one and our brain makes automatic judgments about attractiveness so this is kind of something that happens already it's just like was built inherently in us and having this self-awareness can really help you become more aware of these sensations within yourself so that you become more aware of it and you don't act on it and sexual desire thrives on novelty yeah that's a big one that we didn't actually discuss but this thing of like newness so what our sexual desire can do is just because it's somebody's new it starts to spike that interest and it's not actually that that person is better than the person we're with it's just that they're new and that spikes our sexual desire so thank you so much for tuning in this week and we'll see you soon for another episode of growing, growing into, into love, love.